Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Can you kick the legs like that, Kelly, like you do your arms? I'm telling you, the, the opening the, of every show. The Dixie Darlings, your elbows have to be at a certain, right. at a certain level. You got don't. the arms there, but stand up and let us see the legs. No, 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 don't encourage him. I don't make yeah. enough for Come therapy, Bob. My white patent leather boots, I'm yeah. working on them before. We Welcome uh, to the Eagle Hour, I'm just Hour, glad everybody. I'm in Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, be glad. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly Santer. We're at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly always dances to the opening of the show and does his best Dixie Darling imitation. You got an outfit? I, you know, every time when I'm tailgating and they go walking by and they're, they're selling 50-50 raffle tickets, mm-hmm. there's something to raise money. Mm-hmm. You know, I always have them check my elbows to make sure they're at the proper. I mean, I'm telling right. you, there's a very specific way of, of doing mm-hmm. this, you know. Ah, we're glad you're with us today. Uh, we're going to be talking to Charles Green a little later in the show. Charles is a former track star at Southern Miss, and of course, Southern Miss track doing so very well. Well, he led Hattiesburg High School to their first ever uh, state track championship last year and was the 5A track coach of the year in Mississippi. So we look forward to that conversation. And and you guys, I've been gone since Thursday, but you all probably mentioned that John Ellis left on huh, the assistant coach. Yes. That went to, to the Pac-10. Arizona State. Yeah, good right. for him. Right. Yeah. Also, we're going to look at the NFC West today. Uh, Luke's second favorite team, the Los Angeles Rams. You know, Luke, they played in the Super Bowl last year. Were you aware of that, that the Rams uh, the Rams went to the Super Bowl? I couldn't hear you at cutout, Bob. Um, just, you may just want to move on to the next thing on your agenda. <laughs> Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss. Great uh, – Great people to call on if you have a catering event you want to set up, uh, whether it be your church, your office, an upcoming tailgate, a pep rally, whatever. Dickie's Barbecue can uh, cater any event from uh, several hundred to just a few, and it's always delicious. They bring it right to you. You can just sit back, relax, and let Dickie's do the cooking, and we thank Dickie's for their loyal support of the Eagle Hour. All right, Election Day. Speaking of Dickies, they catered one of our election deals this year, but it's Election Day. Hope everybody gets out and votes. I got out and voted today, and I got to tell you, my precinct, it was busy, so maybe that's a good sign, guys. Mine was not so, um, but in fairness, I went like uh, about when school was starting this morning, so I know a lot of people were probably busy getting their Lamar County children to school today. Uh, I think the. So school started back today? It's my understanding the middle schools and the high schools began today. The elementary kids will start tomorrow while the high school and junior highs and middle schools get the day off tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But then everybody, K through 12, will be back at it full time Thursday of this week. I got to share this with you guys. My daughter and son-in-law live in Birmingham, actually Helena outside of Birmingham. They were meeting last week with their insurance agent. They had some kind of plumbing problem in their house, and uh, conversation got to going, and uh, my daughter discovered that, like her, the insurance agent was originally born in Laurel. 
And uh, so her family was a uh, or is a Southern Miss family that has moved to um, to Alabama. And the conversation rolled on and s- somehow my daughter kinds of explains her childhood and her growing up in this area and what have you. Long story short, the young lady says that her father uh, has retired over to the Birmingham area and lives for the Eagle Hour every day. That he listens every day online to the Eagle Hour. Well, do we know and, his uh, name? You know, she, and I'll bring it with me tomorrow. I wrote it down and, and didn't realize that I didn't have it with me. It's but, interesting, uh, though. You said he lives in Alabama. Yeah. The conversation rolled on. Yeah, it did. Rolled, uh, yes, like, that's like very good. Some yeah, things over there in good. Alabama. Like, so we have a listener in the heart of the dark side of the world, and uh, we appreciate that. I'll get his name, and we'll... Uh, and we'll say hello to him. So, uh, all right, guys, we're going to talk track a little later. We're going to talk NFL football in the last segment. But I guess the uh, appropriate thing to do is to uh, start off with Southern Miss football. Uh, <clears throat> we get these releases every day from sports information that uh, practices are underway. A two and a half hour uh, practice of the latest release that I had. Uh, helmets and shorts, that sort of thing. Uh, Kelly, Luke, and I talked a little bit about this yesterday. <sighs> Does this time of the year have the same buzz for you every year as it as it has in the past, or does it maybe wane as the years go on? No, actually, it's it, it's kind of like the first day of school too. I mean, as old as I am, I get kind of keyed up. I'm kind of excited for you know a new beginning of, of a school year, which means we're on the precipice of another football season, which means we're on the precipice of cooler temperatures. You know, kind of the things that go along with this time of year. This particular Southern Miss team, though. I think it, it. There just seems to be a, a genuine enthusiasm uh, and and curiosity about this team because for the first time in a long time, people's expectation bar has gone up in a good way. You know that the, that this team, provided it stays healthy, provided the defense does you know delivers like it's supposed to, their Southern Miss could be. You know, you, you talked on this show about is there a sleeper this year? We've talked about UAB maybe being a sleeper. But t- other media markets across the conference are saying this Golden Eagle team may be the sleeper team. Luke, would you rather see the team start out, though, with a competitive football game, a game that you that you uh, you go watch anticipating, well, how well can they play in the opening game? This should be an exciting start to the season. Or would you rather start against a, a team like they are this year, a SWAC team that you, you know, odds are you figure they beat by three or four touchdowns? It's a trade-off. Uh, when my redshirt freshman year, we, uh, we, we played Jackson State, uh, people were really hyping the game. We blew them out. Then, then the next week we beat uh, the defending Big Ten champion Illinois. Uh, the next year uh, we opened up with Cal. We went out to the Coliseum and got you know our our, our skulls dragged. So I mean, I, I do kind of like if if you're going to play. Uh, I'm more in favor of a game like this to open the season than I am like week eleven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like week 11 before the rivalry is the worst week of, of football, especially in the Power Five. Everybody, uh, and, and you understand why they do it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you have these big matchups uh, in, in Power Five world, but especially for, for Southern Miss this year, I think it's very imperative for them. You have to open this way to get some confidence before you go through this three-game uh, road tough stretch. Well, I asked that question today because I, I'll take us back three or four years I was thinking about this last night. Uh, Munkin's second year here, opening game was Mississippi State was here. And 
the level of excitement in the community just exploded. I remember how excited everybody at work was, everybody in the community, how exciting the entire day was. And even though they didn't win, it was a good game, and boy, it just started the season with a bang. But but part of that has to be the fact they were playing Mississippi State. Well, I'll, you know? I'll, let's go back a little. Let's go back a little later. How about the opener against Kentucky a couple of three years ago? Right out of the gate, exciting, competitive game that really sparked your interest. So I'll ask you the same question, Kelly: Is opening with a Kentucky better than an Alcorn State? I, I agree with Luke 100%. It has to do with what you follow it up with. All right, all right, so, you, so you would open with Kentucky, and then you, then you go on the road to Mississippi State, on the road to Troy, on the road to Alabama. Hello, 0-4, or potentially 0-4. Mm-hmm. You know, 1-3. So, I mean, it's going to be tough enough. All right, so it's, it's where, where does the rest of your competition come? I think Luke hit it right on the head. If, you're gonna, if you've got road games right afterwards – at Starkville, at Troy, and at Alabama, you have to book somebody like that. That you can beat. And and play at home. Right. Luke, we ran out of time yesterday when you were really beginning to answer this question for me. But So from a football player's perspective, you're on the field for three hours against uh, Alcorn State. You push them around pretty good. You beat them, whatever, 48 to 14, whatever. Seven days later, you find yourself – lined up against Mississippi State from a physical and emotional physical and, and psychological standpoint what is the difference the players will experience from that first to that second week specifically with Mississippi State Mississippi State has one of the biggest offensive lines in the history of their football program and that's saying a lot for you know pork chop Womack and some of those guys uh, when Jackie Sherrill was there but it, specifically I mean it's just going to be a level of, of skill and it's going to be uh, the speed of the game is going to be even faster in the SEC now I mean there's there's great athletes in the SWAC uh, but it's just going to be uh, the the size uh, difference the speed difference and it's not just like Alcorn may have you know one or two guys uh, that are fast well Mississippi State's going to have some some linebackers that run like uh, you know other teams cornerbacks so it's going to be closing speed it's going to be uh, physical Physicality. Uh, from a, I'll be honest, from a psychological perspective, I don't think the Eagles will be intimidated at all. Uh, and, and that's their strength going into a game like that. Now, two weeks later in Tuscaloosa, maybe a different story. But again, going into Starkville, Eagles won't back up one bit. Fast segment. Hey, time's that's, fun. That's already over. Time flies when you're having fun, right. or as frogs say, time's fun when you're having flies. <laughs> we'll be right back. Charles Green is next. <laughs> To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the uh, Eagle Hour. We have way too much fun on this show, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. 
Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart <laughs> at campusbookmart.net. Our friends down on Hardy Street welcome you to come shop their great selection of Southern Miss apparel six days a week. I guarantee you, Kelly, right now is a great time to get you some short sleeve shirts and what have you that are marked down because I'm sure they're getting ready for the fall stuff. Yeah, and of course the white shirts and the yellow, the gold shirts are always going to go first, because right. especially because in the in the when it's summer it's hot. The black shirts, of course, black absorbs heat. So get there while you can, while the getting's good. All right, if you're not around, you can go to campusbookmart.net and they'll hook you up and deliver your merchandise right to your front door. We thank Campus Bookmart for their support of the Eagle Hour. Charles Green was a track star for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Track, of course, doing very, very well these days. Well, so was Charles Green. He became, uh, after his college career, the Hattiesburg High School track coach, was the 5A track coach of the year last year after winning the state championship. And he joins us now on the Eagle Hour. And, Coach, uh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Uh, glad to be here. How you doing? Well, we're good. Uh, congratulations on uh, on the job you're, you're getting done there. Uh, take us back to your track days at Southern Miss. Tell us a little bit about that, and then, if you don't mind, reflect on doing? the great success the track program is having now at Southern Miss and what you think about that. Uh, well, uh, I was at the program back back in the Coach Bell days, so uh, before the school got the track, uh, we actually had practice at Hattiesburg High School at the current track that I uh, coach at. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it, it was a lot different than uh, the than, uh, condition that the program is in now. Uh, we took vans to practice every day. Uh, all our travel was, was on the express bus. I never had a home track meet. So it, it wasn't, we never got the opportunity to run for our friends and family at home. So all I, we was going off every day. Uh, my freshman year, uh, we won the school's first ever conference championship. Uh, uh, we had a good group of freshmen that came in with myself, uh, and then we repeated as conference champions uh, my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Now, Coach, what you say is very interesting. You're right. There, there was no facility here. So put in perspective, if you will, what an incredible job Coach Bell did when you consider the lack of resources that he had to work with. Uh, it's a remarkable job. Uh, you know, in college athletics, uh, part of recruiting and all of that is, is bling. And when you don't have facilities, you don't have this and that. It's, it makes it hard to to get in some some of your top notch recruits. And the year we came in, uh, Coach Bell did a great job of recruiting, and he sold the program on on the guys that came in with myself. And uh, he did a wonderful job with what what he had. Had limited resources, but he made. The resources that he had, he got the most out of it. Now, Coach Green, were you a teammate of of our own Mitchell Williams? No, Mitchell was a few years before me, so no, I didn't get the opportunity to run with Mitch. Because Mitch's oldest son, Marshall, is named actually after Coach Bell. Coach Green is is really saying that Mitchell's old. (laughs) No, I didn't say Mitch. (laughs) Mitch is a good friend of mine, so I'm not saying he's old. He is old, Coach. He's older. He's older than me. There we go. Now, Coach Green, when you're when you go to find athletes, 
at Hattiesburg to run track or, or whatever. I mean, in, in baseball, it's, it's easy for Coach Hartfield to go find baseball players because there's the Dixie Youth Program, the Dixie Boys Program. You know, same thing with football. There's the Mississippi Youth Football Association, which is a feeder program into the junior highs and high schools. But there isn't anything that I know of at the elementary school level that grooms potential track stars or athletes. Well, so how do you, how do you find your, your athletes? Well, actually, there is uh, the city of uh, Hattiesburg Parks and Recreation Department. A uh, few years ago, they they started a, a, a program with the elementary schools that they uh, it's an elementary track program. So they have kids that are uh, from uh, throughout the city competing, and uh, they practice at the high school. All their meets are held at the high school. So it gives me an early opportunity to look at some kids when they're young. And I also have a summer uh, AAU uh, track program that we have some kids that travel uh, throughout Mississippi and Louisiana competing. Now, we also have kids on my team that uh, participate in track for Oak Grove. We have some kids from Pedal. So it's not just Hattiesburg kids that are part of my program. Now, your AAU program, you're talking about the junior high and high school level? Uh, we have kids as young as six all the way up to 18. Wow. Man, how much say did you have when the city developed this program? How much say did you have in in what you wanted to see in, in that type of program? Actually, I had a, a lot of say. So uh, Myron Lott, when he first came in, and we discussed that, and that was one of the things I told him. I was like, we don't have a, a track program in the kids, so we don't have an opportunity to, you know, a feeder program where you can identify kids right. before they get to the school level. So he kind of asked me, what are some of the things that I would like, uh, what do, the direction they want to, I would like to see the program go in. So uh, I have a pretty good amount of input into the program. Uh, one of my volunteer coaches actually runs the program. So we, and I help him out with running the program and running the track meets and all that as much as I can. You know, back in, back in the day, even back when I was a kid, the, the, was it the four minute mile or the three minute mile, whatever it was, that, that seemed to be a record that that nobody could eclipse that time. And now, you know, you fast forward 30 or 40 years now, and guys just keep getting faster and faster. Is there a limit to the human capacity as to how fast one can run, Coach, do you think, with training techniques, uh, nutrition, weight training, all that sort of thing? Is there a limit? Uh, I would have to say there is. Uh, no matter how much you do to the body, it's only going to produce or give you so much output. So without genetically altering the body or chemically altering the body, at some point, there's going to be a point where you can't go any faster. In your years at Southern Miss, what are some of the fondest memories you have of your times uh, on campus, either on the track or off the track? Things, that Coach, that we can repeat on the air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, again, winning conference as freshmen, uh, of course, that, like I said, no other program, no, no other team at Southern Miss had ever won conference championship in track and field. Uh, and then to turn around and do it again as a sophomore. Uh, so those uh, graduated, I mean, that, that's the 
that's your ultimate goal when you go off to college. You, you want to get a degree. So uh, graduating and getting a degree, that ultimate leads you into a career. Now, uh, my degree was in finance, and I started out working in banking. So that's, that's a long ways from where I am now. But uh, those things, it helps shape your, your life and prepare you for the future. Luke, welcome uh, Coach Charles Green to the show. Coach, a couple questions for me. <coughs> Last year, coach, your Coach of the Year, uh, your Tigers win the uh, the state championship. What was it like as a coach to uh, to win a championship after having won two as a as a uh, athlete? Oh, it was it, it was one of those great overwhelming uh, feelings. Uh, I had been coaching at the high school at the time. That was my 16th season. And we've been close on the boys' side, the girls' side. The year before, the boys were runner-ups. The girls finished third. Uh, and you start wondering, as you go beyond five, ten years, will it ever happen? So, uh, and then when you finally happens, it's like whew, a big relief. It's yeah. Like, you, 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 we got one. So, right. I mean, and then now you're trying to figure out, how can we do it again? Right. Right. Um, Coach, about a minute left. Uh, with with the rise of the Southern Miss uh, track uh, program, especially on the international stage with Tory coming through, and just, you know, what John Warren's done in the last four years, how has it helped your high school program with a, a rising track program literally right, right down the street? I mean, well, it helps. It, it, it by their program getting in the news, one of my athletes this year going there, it increase make other kids aspire to get to that point. They see, hey, one of my old classmates, they're there. I can do it. I, I know this kid. I can now aspire. I can go to school, get my schooling paid for. So uh, things like that, just being more visible, uh, the program is being more visible. Uh, they, they talk about it more in the news. Uh, makes other kids want to be want to be a part of that. All right, Coach. Congratulations on uh, the 5A Coach of the Year last year, your state championship, and the great job you're doing with the Hattiesburg High School Track Program. We appreciate you being on the Eagle Hour. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Charles Green, everybody, head track coach at Hattiesburg High, former Golden Eagle, NFL football, and we come back. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Charles Green, track coach at Hattiesburg High School, for joining us. Former Southern Miss track athlete and uh, the coach of the year last year uh, in track in the state of Mississippi. 
Kelly, Bob, and Luke, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located just in the shadow of the Rock on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Weekly specials, daily specials, trivia, Southern Miss memorabilia, and great food await you over there at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Well, we've been uh, previewing NFL football, and uh, with the AFC finished uh, yesterday, we turn our sights Bob, today to the best conference, the NFC. No question. And we're going to start out west just like we did with the AFC, where you have the San Francisco 49ers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Seattle Seahawks. Let's start, guys, with Arizona. You know, they had a really good coach up until a couple of years ago, and Bruce Aarons, and they just decided he wasn't cutting the mustard winning nine games a year. So they fired him, and now uh, last year Arizona was the worst team in the league, 3-13. and 13. They hire a new coach, and, and I'll start with you, Kelly. This is just such an odd hire. They hired Cliff Kingsburg, who had been the head coach at Texas Tech for three years and had three consecutive losing seasons, and they bring him in as the head coach in Arizona. Well, he, he played at Texas Tech, all right? So that's that's part of the reason that they hired him at Texas Tech, but – a supposed to be an offensive wonderkin, this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Clingsbury, the coach now at, at Arizona. Of course, they've got the, the quarterback from Oklahoma, you know, the, the, that they brought in. Um, I don't think it's going to matter. I think Vegas has their over-under win total at four or five. Uh, so it might might take some time. But this is uh, this is Arizona's way of saying we're going to – because the Arizona team last year couldn't score any points. Mm-hmm. Just just awful. Could not score any points. So the hire and the draft pick was just sending a message to their fans. We're going we're gonna to put some points on the board. May not win a lot of games, but we're going to be entertaining. So you're saying they're basically starting over from the basement level and trying to build their franchise back up. And it doesn't help that you have to play the Rams and Seahawks twice. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, two Two pretty, pretty good yeah. teams there. Uh, so you're the same, Luke, Arizona, in a strictly a rebuilding mode and uh, not much of a threat to anybody. Arizona has one of the weakest, worst offensive lines, and that was why David Johnson rushed for less than 1,000 yards last year. You put that with a rookie quarterback, doesn't matter who they are. Kyler Murray's going to have to be something special for them to win more than like three or four games this year. I just see him just getting hit every game hard, and that does not equal much success. The other thing, Kyler Murray's not very tall. No, I mean, he's not he, very big. No, he's, he's not even six feet tall. And when you're talking about trying to throw over NFL-size offensive linemen, I think that's going to be really problematic. And when you're getting hit a lot, you can ask Robert Griffin III how well your body holds up to that. Right. All right. Also in that conference, uh, last year, 4-12, and the San Francisco 49ers, a team with some talent. Their quarterback, of course, who came over from uh, New England, Jimmy Garoppolo, blows his knee out last year, running out of bounds, of all things. Uh, so that really derailed them. Nick Mullins played very well as a backup quarterback. Not expected to be the starter, though, with Garoppolo in camp. Uh, I think the 49ers, uh, Kelly, are a talented ball team and uh, probably – Improve from that four and twelve record this year, but not by much. Not by much. Not by much because again, you got the Rams and the Seahawks uh, in the way, uh, and Garoppolo. You know, Garoppolo's one injury away from being out of the league. In my opinion, he's got to really hope that he stays healthy because Mullins has given him a battle of his life. You know, in camp, and you know the NFL teams always say, "Look, we're going to put our best guy on the field." Well, you're going to have to be pretty good to beat to consistently beat Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. So I just think, you know, I, I think Garoppolo is really going to have to be careful 
Um, but I look at the, the 49ers will be improved, but still a third-place finish. Uh, Luke, is Nick Mullins the future quarterback of the 49ers? Just depends on what Garoppolo does. Uh, the, the 49ers are intriguing. Maybe not this year, but I, I do think they're going to finish better than 4-12. and 12. Uh, you, you look at their, their strength is running back. They paid a lot of money for Jarrett McKinnon last year in the offseason. He got hurt. He didn't play at all. Uh, Tevin Coleman comes over from Atlanta, and he was a really good change of pace back for the Falcons. And then Matt Breda, who averaged about six yards uh, a carry last year, they're going to be able to run the football. And then, of course, you're going to have instant um, you know, uh, with effect with Nick Bosa, number two overall. Uh, George Kittle is one of the best tight ends in the league. He was Nick Mullins' go-to guy last year almost 1400 yards i think they will they will win a few more than they're supposed to win and i could see them getting uh maybe seven wins this year that's i was thinking seven or eight yeah and george kittle he's an iowa boy boy the university of iowa they crank out tight ends man (laughs) yeah they tied in after tied in yeah seattle seahawks are always tough Uh, they've got a very good football coach they've got russell wilson who they just signed to a mega contract they did lose a number of defensive players. The Legion of Boom that we all watched uh, with great admiration is, is pretty much gone. But the Seattle Seahawks, 10-6 and six last year. Wilson's a great quarterback. They're well coached. They do have a lot of talent on their football team. They have a winning tradition. Kelly Center. Seattle's a team to deal with. Yeah, but I but I agree with what you just said. I don't think they're going to be where we where we think that the 49ers might be a team that's slowly on the rise. I think the Seahawks might take a little bit of a dip this year. I think Russell Wilson is an underrated quarterback has consistently been underrated, but I look for the Seahawks to take just a little bit of a dip uh, this year. Yeah, they, they've lost a lot defensively right. from, from what carried them. And because of that, you know, and the 49ers with some of their players starting to come together, I look for the 49ers to make a push for the Seahawks to bump the Seahawks out of second. I don't see it happening, but I think it's there's a closer closer gap there. The gap is closed. All right, Luke, you still think the Hawks are competitive? Uh, they'll probably finish second. Still got Bobby Wagner. Kind of the big question for them, Doug Baldwin uh, retires. And, uh, you know, this this kid's from Ole Miss, so he's a Mississippi guy. DJ Metcalf, uh, is he going to be a boom or bust out there? You're talking about an athletic freak. 4'3 in the 40, 6'3, 230 pounds. Uh, is he going to be, you know, is he going to become an elite receiver, uh, you know, or, or top 20 receiver in the league? Because Wilson's got to have somebody to throw to. Uh, you just wonder, though, if the defense is going uh, is going to give up more points than the offense can score. Arguably the best team in the NFC, and certainly I would think the most glamorous are the Los Angeles Rams. Todd Gurley, maybe the best running back in the league, although he got a little nicked up last year. I think a lot will depend on the health of Todd Gurley. Aaron Donald, maybe the best defensive player in the league, plays for the Rams. Jared Goff, the quarterback. Uh, Cooper Cup is back, uh, which should give him just lots of offensive firepower. A brilliant young football coach. Uh, Kelly, many would say the Rams are destined for another Super Bowl appearance. In the words of the guy on ESPN Game Day, not so fast. Uh, I don't think they're going to. Last year they had the wow factor, the it factor, the element of surprise. This year the Rams are not going. They, they're not going to have any of those things going for them. And look, say what you want about teams in the NFL; these are still professional football players. Even the Cardinals are professional football players. The things that the Rams got away with last year, they will not get away with this year. That's not to say that they're still not good, well, but they're not going to finish as good as they did last year. Luke, you still loving up on those Rams? 
Um, we're going to beat them this year, but I mean they're going to be good. Uh, you know they 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 got better on defense. Um, they brought in Clay Matthews. He's going back to right, to, to right. L. A. You yeah. know, um, they they brought in Eric Weddle at safety, so they're better on defense. But the question for the Rams is uh, the Rams is they they got to decide what they're going to do with Gurley. I think if especially because of his knee issues, you, he can't be a, a bell cow anymore. He can't be a third down back. So they're going to have to decide. You know, taking him off uh, a down, an offensive uh, every you know four downs, taking him out for a play. How's that going to change his role? How's it going to affect? I, I think there's going to be no let off at quarterback. I think with uh, the coach's creativity and golf has become you know a, a top ten quarterback for sure. So. They're better on defense, which is very scary with how potent they can be on offense. They're very talented. There's no question. And don't forget, though, the, one of the biggest pieces of their offense is gone now. He's now the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, buddy. Zach mm-hmm. Taylor right. was their quarterback coach slash, you know. Off- which is why you've already put in your order for your season tickets, <laughs> right? Co-offensive coordinator. <laughs> right. You know, and do you know, Bob, that there were still plenty available when I ordered my Bengals I'm season shocked. tickets? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding No I couldn't believe it. They're not sold out and already? I could not believe it. Yeah, in fact, uh, I could sit on the 50-yard line for I'm 10 sure. bucks a game. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stub- look, the StubHub fees would be more than the actual tickets. <laughs> You're so, right. Like from a few years a, uh, ago when the Saints a, guy got so disgusted, he put his two-season tickets on his car window. When he came back, there were four. <laughs> that's right. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's in the past. Hey, it's, been happening in, it's been happening in Washington a long time. Uh, you exactly from, right, uh, from a Southern that. Miss uh, perspective, three players um, in this uh, division. Kalen Reed, up at uh, cornerback up at Seattle, and then, of course, Nick Mullins with the 49ers and also Tavarius Moore, uh, who looks like he's going to be playing cornerback uh, this year. Uh, real fast guy, could be an impact player for the 49ers on defense. All right, fellas, so I guess the three of us agree it'll be the Los Angeles Rams followed by the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Arizona Cardinals of the West. Which is pretty much the way it stacked up last year, isn't it? Yeah. You agree with that, Luke? Seattle and San Francisco closer than yes, the experts think. I agree. All right. Tomorrow, where should we go tomorrow? Let's go to the NFC North. How does that sound? Okay. NFC North tomorrow on the Eagle Hour. We'll be right back. segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center, located on Highway 49 in Gulfport, Mississippi. Biggest inventory of new and used manufactured housing. Go see them on Highway 49 or go uh, check them out online, gulfporthomecenter.ms. Gulfport Home Center, more room for you, more room for your family. Uh, Pretty cool opportunity, guys, uh, for two Golden Eagle basketball players. Ladavius Drain and Gabe Watson are about to uh, travel six 
thousand miles to the Ukraine uh, this week, partnering with a nonprofit uh, called Sports Reach, allows uh, athletes, coaches, and fans to reach the world through sports. They're going to be uh, playing uh, with other collegiate athletes in the Ukraine, and they uh, actually head out on Thursday and will be gone for uh, about. 10 or 11 days, and then get back in time for class. Uh, Coach Jay Ladner uh, went on to say that this is a great opportunity for Ladavius and Gabe to play overseas. Not only great for them to prep, uh, but it will allow them to prepare as they're going to play against older and more seasoned guys. Pretty cool. Southern Miss uh, in the Ukraine this week. Yeah. Uh, Still think about that opener for basketball next year. It's crazy. Gonzaga, Michigan, North Carolina, and that tournament in what the Bahamas? Insane. Just yeah, insane. Oregon, I think's in it. Iowa State, Alabama, Iowa State. You know, some pretty good teams. Yeah, you think basketball wise? Yeah, you think? I, I I just don't want to lose to William Carey. Okay, guys, that's, that's all. I no, want. I don't think that'll happen again this year. But you know, Coach Ladner was quick to point out here on the Eagle Hour. You know, because I said, "What are you thinking?" And he said, "Look, I had nothing to do with that schedule. Right, exactly. Those right. would be like the first yeah. games he's coached in a Golden Eagle uniform. Yeah, exactly right. But you know, great recruiting tool. Get to go to the Bahamas. Get to see teams like North Carolina and Michigan. And uh, he's uh, he's in the first year of his contract, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So you know, get out there and play some of those guys. See how it works out. And Denny Crum always said, "The way you get to be the best, he sure did, is to play the best. He sure did, and it worked out well for him." So. Told me one time he could care less uh, how they were playing in uh, February, only cared about how they were playing in March. When they give the trophy away. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, back on the road again this Friday down at Ramey Motors. So we're just regulars. Maybe they should give us an office down there. Well, And and as we get closer to football season, don't be surprised if you see us you know, out, out and about. about. Yeah. yeah, we're working on some things that, that will probably leave us uh, out and about. If the football team goes on the road, we can go on the road too. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just want to let y'all know, when we're down there Friday, I had to go down the other day, and me and Dakota, we picked me out uh, a zero turn. So you can go sit oh, on really? the you buy throne it? of Luke Johnson. You bought I haven't it. bought it yet, but yeah. we picked we had, we had picked it out, and it's it's a pretty amazing gravely mower. I'm, I am, I've, for the deal. last eight years, guys, in a city lawn, I have push mode, and I can't tell you how excited I am to have a riding lawnmower. Last time, last time I was out at a watering hole, I picked out a zero. Yeah. Oh, you were talking about zero turn. Yeah, Is that what zero, you said? Zero turn. Oh, okay. I got you. I got an idea about that taking the uh, the show on the road. You said when the team travels, we could set up the set right outside the uh, hotel door of the football coach, and he'd have to talk to us in order to get out of the room. I'd either or he'd, or he'd snap us with his towel on the way out, yeah, or, or you just know, snap us out of the way. One yeah. of the two. Maybe that's a thought. Hey, you know, we we had the idea of the John Cox Soundalike contest. Have right. we made any progress? Uh, no, we, we've been so busy trying to keep up with the salaries that you two demand on this show that I just haven't had an opportunity to sit down and think that out. I actually had some businesses say they want on. They, well, if, send me the sponsor name. You know, please. and, and to, to do something There's like that. There's little we won't do if it's sponsored. You do realize that, right? <laughs> there are there are there is a line, though. There is a well, line. Before we run out of time, what, I, I want to know what you two – you two are on this health kick, right? You're on this healthy eating – Going to be slim, trim for summer type things. How how are you doing, Luke? Are you still in that uh, venue? I I never, you know, I don't want to uh, uh, boast or brag or at all. But right. guys, it's uh, weighed this last week and yeah. twenty three pounds gone. All right, I'm excited about how it. long? Go. How long has it taken you to drop twenty three pounds? Uh four and a half weeks. 
That's re- wow. That's really and good. What about you, Mr. It's Santa? been three months for me, and I'm down thirty. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's averaging ten a month. He's averaging yeah. twenty four. I'm about well, that's true. I'm yeah. about to hit. I'm about to hit the lo- the wall, though. I guarantee. But you are younger than me to too. Yeah, that 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 certainly is true. The younger guys can drop it, but consequently, they can put it on faster mm-hmm. too. Probably. Uh, I thought about you guys last night. I was eating some key lime pie. It was just absolutely <laughs> delicious with homemade whipped cream on top of it that the wife made. Uh, so, do you guys is that in your diet by any chance? If I on, manage on my Saturday, is oh it? yeah. If, oh, is it? if I mal- manage my calorie intake properly, there is no food off limits. I got you. If I have a piece of key lime pie, right, I wouldn't be able to eat till Monday of next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was worth it. But I, could, yeah, but I could have it. That's right. So, look, you could eat anything you want on Saturday. Well, I mean, I think I, I, I think I went over my calorie limit on Saturday. Right. Uh, but I mean, like, it's like Kelly said, and Kelly's taught me also about food density. I mean, you can eat, you know, you can eat thirty grapes and not even sweat it. You know what I mean? Right. Tuna has become a very good friend. But yeah, I mean, I, don't count it as a cheat day. Somebody changed my mind on this. Count it as a treat day because you got to celebrate. You know what you're doing. You, right. you have to uh, be positive about it so that you can continue. And when the Eagles open up the season three and one this year, we're going to do some celebrating. Does this mean you're going to be throwing yeah. grilled chicken out of the suite at me this year instead of the fried chicken wings? It'll be grilled chicken wings. No, because I'll be eating the grilled chicken wings. I'll, I'll throw you the guacamole and stuff. That, 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 oh, that'll, be good. Yeah, that'll be good. I'll just open my mouth. <laughs> there, there you go. Right. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Fortunately, Kelly will not be here. And later in the week, we're going to actually have on a, a reporter who covers the Washington Redskins. Just that, for you, Luke? Bob. Hail to you. the Redskins. Until not, not much to cover, but it'll be fun for oh, sure. Geez. Until tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss. To the, the top. top. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.